Reach for the sky, boy. Hey, how's it going, guys? How are you guys doing out there? This is Dane with another episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance that we got for you today as we record. Uh, guys, it's it's here. Guys and gals, I should say. Everyone. Everyone that likes to listen to our stuff. Uh, we got WrestleMania weekend. And uh, me and Chris got some predictions. We're going to kind of quickly breeze over AW Dynamite. Uh, we will be, we're recording on a Friday, actually, so we can enjoy the whole weekend and all of its... Uh, festivities at least for me getting completely drunk at my house and watching way too much wrestling but hey you know you do whatever you do out there for this but we got dynamite we have the ring of honor pay-per-view predictions for tonight um i'm actually currently watching the impact pay-per-view from last night in the background with no sound on uh we're going to be talking about wrestlemania one night one and two giving our predictions uh, of what might happen, and uh, also talk a little bit of NXT, stand and deliver. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, Chris. Uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? We got Christopher, Brother Ray Patton with us. Everyone, give him an applause. I'm going to assume they just applauded you. <laughs> I hope so. Or, or booed. It depends. I, I, mean, we, <laughs> I did go on that rant about CM Punk last week, so maybe uh, maybe I got the hill heat this week. Um, but yeah, I, I, how was your week, buddy? Did you watch anything cool? Done anything fun? Week's been, um, kind of boring. Uh, I've been watching, uh, real world New Orleans and, uh, yeah, I'm still on that. And, uh, a lot of wrestling, uh, currently, like I said, watching wrestling right now, uh, in the background while we're getting ready for this weekend for a bunch of wrestling. So lots of wrestling, I would say. Oh man, I, my week was not not real world, but I'm still watching Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> I'm in season seven now, so moving right along. Dylan has uh, gotten out of his coma and married a mob boss's daughter who gets murdered, and he left on a motorcycle with his kitty cat. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> For those out well, there damn, wondering. I- <laughs> A week removed, I actually took mushrooms, and then I watched um, uh, Inland Empire from David Lynch, followed by um, Apocalypto. And my boss told me I was crazy when I told him I did that. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's one hell of a a choice there, bud. You it was like some fire the circus. It was intense. <laughs> you made a you made some strong decisions there. I imagine you like um, what's that? Is it knocked up? Where it's Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen when they go to Circus Olay after taking oh that would be awesome. I'm assuming it was like that. (laughs) Um, Outside of that, I I played a. Oh yeah, I bet. (laughs) Just like watching any David Lynch film when you're sober, just no, no. That Uh, that that was the weird thing actually. No, no, I got lost in the whole course of it, especially when I put on Apocalypto. Because I love that movie, but it's like I watched it all the way to the sacrifice scene, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. But with <laughs> David Lynch, I felt like I understood the movie way better than I ever have beforehand. I was like, okay, I can get into this. 
And like I, I, I figured out stuff, you know, normally you got to listen to a podcast from someone explaining what they think might have happened. But this time I, I felt like I knew what the hell was going on, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck the movie was about. So, you know, there's that. So you so you got it, I guess, this time around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> outside of uh, 90210, I watched um, I've been watching a lot of hockey, as always. The Devils beat the Rangers last night. Fuck the Rangers. Uh, Devils are on course for a playoff run, which is going to be super fun. Looking forward to that. Braves won the opening day yesterday, so that was a good time as well. Had that on while I was at work. We've been going into the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I was like low-key <laughs> trying to stream it <laughs> while while working. Um, and then out, outside of that, I, I played a lot of that Diablo 4 beta over the weekend and that was a lot of fun i'm looking forward to that game it's it was cool having like a i actually played with uh one of my friends from work and, and two of his friends that kind of have played a lot of diablo I, I never got super into it but it was fun playing with other people that were into it so if I, we keep that little crew going and have like you know the four player multiplayer going i think that's where it's at it was pretty fun having like one person of each class and running through that and i downloaded mlb the show so that's the the latest version of that was free on game pass i've been playing it the past three years so i'll be creating my character and playing through that and uh i still need to get the new ww game i haven't gotten it yet but that's on my next to playlist i've just been trying to catch up on video games and i really only play on the weekend and i'm not going to get any done this weekend because fucking mania uh, dude, I've all I've been playing is that video game, so I'll admit that right now. I actually beat John Cena's uh, story mode. Um, after you beat a bunch of, well, actually, the funny thing is, because I guess John Cena is so humble, uh, you actually get to face against him as some of his biggest, uh, you know, rivals, and you beat him a bunch. But at the end, then you have to beat Super Cena, and Super Cena is like on crack and also invisible. Uh, you can still see his clothes, but you can't see him uh, quite literally. And once you actually beat that, the last one, which was a lot of fun, uh, involved uh, John Cena. You play finally as him, and you have to beat Bruno San Martino from the 70s, Hulk Hogan from the 80s, and Austin from the 90s in an elimination match where you have to pin all four of them. And I did that, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, you know. Yeah, that's the only part of that game I've played is through the Cena storyline, which was on I was using that fucking Xbox stream thing. You know what I'm talking about? Because I still don't have the uh, newest Xbox. So I think I might I think I might end up getting it on PC, honestly, and play there because I think crossplay should Uh, work. You'll be able to you'll be able to do so much more cool shit. The mods they can do for the created wrestler. I mean, not only do they look exactly like them. They can modify moves themselves to make even ones that they don't have in the game and also add entrance music. It's pretty fucking amazing what they can do uh, with that game engine on PC. Yeah, my only worry is if I start doing any mods and then I want to play with someone like you through crossplay, is it going to fucking not work? <laughs> or does it strip all that stuff out? I'll have to look into that. But yeah. I think I'll have a. I think I'll have a better time playing because I, 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 I don't have any plans in the near future to buy one of the new Xboxes. Um, probably will this summer at some point. So I've been playing a lot more stuff on PC just because there's so much they put on Game Pass 
Um, and the crossplay has been a lot better uh, in, in recent times, I should say. Um, for the most part, though, I can usually use that cloud streaming thing for these newer games, but it did, for whatever reason, um, anytime I was trying to play like any online matches or anything, because I did jump on and try to do that, it was just lagging to hell and back for me. So I was like, this is probably not the optimal way to play this. So um, I'll have to I'll have to figure that out. Yeah, but once you do, we'll play and it will be fun. And uh, there's more people you can unlock uh, that I, I didn't even know about. Like in my rise, there's a whole entire thing where you create your own person and you can unlock a bunch of people. Like uh, one of the people that I noticed was like 90s um, Triple H, like early 90s to mid 90s Triple H. Um, so, I mean, they have a lot of shit in the game. So I'm um, they uh Harley's going to be on the next DLC, man. Harley Race. That's pretty fucking cool. That is cool. Are they going to, uh, for the My Rise stuff, did they flesh out the story a bit more than that? Is it more like some of the you older choose, WWE games? You choose two different storylines. Uh, one's based off of, like, I think a relationship, and the other one... Um, no, no, no. The first one's based off of you being like the grandson of a wrestler, a famous wrestler. And now you're trying to make your own thing. And the second one is like, they call you the lock because you've always had the look in your whole entire indie career that you would be a lock for a big person. So that's the one I'm playing right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, then they have my GM mode, which I haven't even fucked around with, which seems like it would be the most fun out of all of them. Because then you can actually like make your own fucking shit and book it. Yeah, and I do know that that's it's pretty cool. Like I watched Xavier Woods and um, uh, Prince Pretty. Like, why am I sleeping? Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Uh, play through some of that. It was like a two-hour stream, so actually I watched them play through quite a bit of that. But um, it seems cool because like if we wanted to play against each other and like add two computer brands or whatever you can do that and it saves your progress and you can kind of switch back and forth uh so you're not necessarily all playing at one time it that mm -hmm. that seems like a pretty cool ass way to do that gm mode because i've the only time i've ever done any of the gm mode stuff was always like couch co-op you know sitting there with a friend doing it but um yeah, being able to do that stuff online and add in some additional computers up to four brands. A lot of the shit that Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze has complained about in the GM modes, it seems like they put a lot of focus into fixing that, making that mode seem pretty interesting. So, yeah, maybe once I get all this up and running, and that, that'll that probably be the mode I dump the most time in, because I love shit like that in sports games. Like, I play oh, yeah. a lot of Madden and, uh, you know, in a, uh, NBA... T uh, not NBA, uh, NHL uh, 2K. I play. I love those games. I love the franchise modes. I like the idea of picking the shittiest team and building them up, uh, which is kind of like what my GM mode is to some extent. So, yeah, that's like right in my wheelhouse. So if we get super into that, that'll be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, once again, uh, I mean, it's people that make these characters for each game. A lot of them have followings on Twitter, like Omega Man. Um, someone made... Uh, at least, I don't know if we have the perfect Kenny Omega. I think we do, but I'm sure someone's going to make a better one. But the moveset that they make for Kenny 
he's kind of uh it's cheap but i love playing <laughs> as him because you can get it you can you can nail someone with a v trigger on anything like anything can result to you getting kneed in the face and it's a lot of fun to set that up and just keep on annihilating them with different various v triggers they have in the game as an option then obviously hitting the one wing angel or something like that but you know fun stuff when I, whenever I create my creator wrestler, my finisher is always the burning hammer. So as long as I have the fucking burning hammer in this game, I'll be super. Mine's the end of days. <laughs> nice. I love that damn move, man. It's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, I think there's two main things. Speaking about Kenny Omega, transitioning a little bit, that we can talk about from Dynamite. Uh, one of them, actually, there 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 are two storylines to go forward. One's the return of a big wrestler that was obviously in the main event with Adam Cole going against Daniel Garcia. Uh, But the main one that really got me interested and excited. So we would have, you know, the the Blackpool Combat Club. They took out Matt and Nick Jackson the previous week, beat the shit out of them. They also took out Adam Page. So they go and destroy Dalton Castle and the boys like it's nothing. and. We have Kenny in this match against Jeff Cobb for the IWGP U.S. title. Um, and they had a great match. It was awesome. They were trying to, like, get this going for a while. They finally did, obviously. And afterwards, like a bunch of hyenas, John Moxley, Claudio, and Willer Yuta, you know, surrounded the uh, ring. And Kenny looks like he's in peril. Oh, man. Don Callis. In the back, was trying to act like he was cool with uh, John Moxley, and Moxley. It definitely was an accident. This type of shit happens. They were in close quarters, but nailed him and broke his nose. So, and it was a great visual because he starts bleeding all over the fucking place uh, right after the strike. But uh, Don Callis is also out, so it's like Kenny has no one, uh, and he finds out right beforehand that both Adam Page. And Don Callis were taking out, so, you know, by Tony, which was kind of stupid, I feel like. Like, Tony's just like, go tell him bad news before he's about to go on stage. Like, that doesn't really, okay, whatever. So, But I got over it. So Jeff Cobb and Kenny have a great match. Like I said, Kenny's surrounded afterwards by Blackpool Combat Club. And all of a sudden, we hear that familiar music of Brian Danielson, Fled the Valkyrie. He comes running out there, and he is... Just going off and in the ring, berating his fellow Blackpool Combat Club members of what they're doing. And finally, Kenny, you know, feels like he's got some backup. So he gets up and he's talking shit. And the moment that Kenny is not face Brian Danielson, Danielson gets ready for the whatever, the Basuko knee or or whatever the hell you call it nowadays. But uh, and Brian Danielson just nails Kenny in the face, beats the living shit out of him. Uh, people and, and referees are trying to come. Blackpool Combat Club are, are just destroying them uh, before they can even do anything. Kenny's getting berated. You know, we have Danielson telling Omega that he's a joke in wrestling, that he makes everything look, you know, stupid, and he's, he's you know, they're going to destroy him. And Brian Danielson goes heel and... I have to say that I have not been this intrigued 
of a storyline involved in AW in a very long time, but I like heel Blackpool Combat Club with Brian Danielson back in it, uh, taking out Kenny Omega to further the storyline. And if you're telling me we're going to get more Danielson and Omega matches, uh, it's just like the last thing that happens. I'm definitely down for it. Yeah, it's a super cool storyline, especially because we were just talking about how they need to build a top babyface to go against MJF, and this might be the path to do that if Kenny's going to stick around. Um, you know, he's the he he's all on his own. He's got to fight his way through the Blackpool Combat Club, and then he's going to want that title back. Maybe that's how you get there. And uh, like you said, I don't think anyone's going to complain about having more Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson matches. Uh, that should be good shit. The, the question is going to be, you got four members of the Blackpool Combat Club. Are we just under the assumption that Hangman is going to be friends with the Elite again? Or are we going to get, I mean, I'm assuming this is going to be, if it doesn't happen this weekend, then I'm assuming Jay White has signed to AEW. But it could be. Either he pops on Ring of Honor or he's going to pop this weekend at WrestleMania. That's my bold prediction for the weekend. Ooh. Um, I was going to save it till we got it to the Ring of Honor in WrestleMania previews, but might as well do it here. Uh, do you have a problem with Danielson coming back as a heel now? Because I actually think that was probably for the better, personally. Well, he tried to do things that I think it actually works with his with what they did with the MJF storyline is he tried to do things right and he fucking still lost. You know what I mean? Like, that's the classic yeah. tale of the baby face tired of the bullshit because he had to go through how many people before the MJF match and then he loses in overtime by doing the right thing. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the classic tale of what would turn someone heel. Like, I, I like the way that they did it, though. Like, you're like, ah, oh, it's white meat, baby face, Brian Danielson. I was like, nope, he's not Kenny. <laughs> they got me until I realized <laughs> until he was like getting down. I was like, ah, ah, damn, Brian Danielson's about to go heel. And then he did. And I was very happy with the outcome. I like the storyline. I like. The groups uh, they have against each other, and I like the fact that we're going to get, like I said, more Omega and Danielson matches. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about, but AEW really their best storylines are always when it's a group. If you think about it, yeah, I, I yeah definitely agree with you on that. I mean, they build out single storylines from those groups, but it is like that's how they book. They they almost knew Japan it where like they need factions. Because um, <laughs> like if you look at someone like uh, Ricky Starks, for instance, I think they've done a, a decent job with him. But it's even that was built around the Jericho Appreciation Society to some extent. Um, so well, it's just kind of funny how they how they go about booking stuff. No, and I agree with you, but you brought it up. Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, another good storyline. I think they just got started. We have the main event, which wasn't the U.S. championship match. I'm sure that a lot of people could think that should have been, but I like what they did with having Adam Cole's first big match back right before their new reality show, which I also watched. And, um, God, dude, I know Daniel Garcia – it's 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 we're going to be like this with Adam Cole 
just like we were like this with Brian Danielson, just like we were like this with Paige, just like any wrestler that comes back from a major neck and or brain injury, either or, it's like if when you get told, if you do this, you're done, like that's a scary concept. And unfortunately, especially if you watch the documentary afterwards, Adam Cole was definitely like he wanted to come back at the last pay-per-view and Doc Sampson was just like, that's not going to happen, man. Like, sorry, like, you know, you got to take this slower. Like, I'm glad you're doing good. You're not seeing, you know, lightning bolts when you close your eyes and shit and having terrible migraines and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean it's over. And he had a good match. He still it was still terrifying, like I said, because of some of the stuff that him and Garcia agreed to do. But he ended up winning, and my favorite part of it, Britt Baker comes out. They're celebrating the ring. It's about to go off, and Chris Jericho comes out. And he comes out. He doesn't even acknowledge Adam Cole, doesn't even look at him. He's trying to grab Garcia, pulls him out of the ring, tells him, don't worry about it, and gives us one like little evil glare to Adam Cole. And normally... You know, I've been critical with Jericho and him involving himself in some of the younger talent. Uh, Adam Cole, I feel like, is a little bit more, uh, you know, he's been in this game a little bit longer than some of the other guys. And if there's anyone that reminds me of Chris Jericho in a lot of in a lot of ways, it's Adam Cole. And both of them are very much modeled off of both of their favorites, Shawn Michaels. Shawn actually taught Adam Cole, you know, at NXT, so got, you know, got to actually work with him and actually mentor Chris Jericho throughout the course of his career. But they, you know, Shawn had it, but Jericho and Adam Cole both have that cocky arrogance in front of an audience way more so than Shawn did. Like, Shawn left that for, like, you know, when he was behind the scenes more like than anything else. But if we're saying Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, and that's what we're setting up, I actually think I'm pretty down for that. And I think that's a, that's a really good pairing just based on who these guys are. I know Adam Cole said that he's gotten comparisons to Jericho. I, I've heard Jericho compliment Adam Cole a lot. So, you know, past podcast getting the, in the ring – Chris, are you excited of a potential feud between Y2J and Adam Colbebe? I am. The only caveat to that is I don't need it to last for like five months. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, I am. I am. I, I like the idea of a feud between them. I think that's it. It's definitely. I think it's going to be good, especially if you put Adam Cole over in the majority of the matches. I'm assuming they'll probably do three because that's what they do with every Jericho fucking feed. That's my worry is it's going to go too long. Um, and Adam Cole really, if they're not going to do what I said with Kenny, Adam Cole should definitely be probably top dog to be challenging MJF. Because MJF is going to retain in this fucking yeah. four-way that they're setting up. Uh, and, and like I said, that they need a clear-cut baby face people fucking love adam cole that makes a lot of sense but if he's stuck in a feud with jericho for five months is that going to cool him off to the point or is it going to you know if, is mjf not going to have anything to do because they haven't built anyone up those are my worries around it but that's uh i don't know right now i'm excited about it we'll see how i feel in 
we get down the road and it's like the fucking Kingston feud, <laughs> you know, like where it's like six months. I'm like, God, they're still doing this. Um, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much my biggest, uh, fear, but, um, very cool to start off this. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not just Adam Cole. Like I, Jericho has literally said that Britt Baker reminds him of himself at one part. So, you know, if, if we can bring this power couple into involvement with the Chris Jericho's, you know, their group and shit like that, I, I, I think this has legs, but like you said, don't let it go fucking six months because Adam Cole is a p- good person as a baby face now because of comeback from adversity to go against MJF. And I mean, there was a time, Chris, where me and you were like the best. Remember when they were going back to back on Wednesdays and it was like Adam Cole versus MJF of who had the best promo for a while. So those two going against each other, it seems like it has to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the kind of the desk. That's the destination just because, like I said, he's the biggest baby face um, that they're going to have. Depending on what they do with this Kenny stuff, like Kenny could come out of that thing looking like a, a million fucking bucks. Right. And then I would you could, you know, then you could make that that argument. But, yeah, it's exciting stuff. I actually want we've seen pretty much every version of Jericho. Are we going to see. Jericho just run down Britt Baker like he used to run down Stephanie. Ooh, I kind of hope so. I think we that'd be hilarious. We haven't can we, seen that. Can we have? Can we have like since he's gone back and he's picked Lionheart and he's picked like different? Can we have the return? Doesn't have to be exactly said, but like of Y2J, like early 2000s Chris Jericho, where you know he had that mouth and that. I think that'd be like a little bit of fun to pull that back. Uh, because that's who Adam Cole has reminded me for a long fucking time of is that specific version of Jericho, the pompous one that said that Stephanie was a a garbage bag feeding slut or whatever the fuck, (laughs) my God. And like uh, one of my favorite things is the interview they had on his show and how they're both laughing about it. And it's like, yeah, I said some pretty terrible things about you. And she's like, yep, you did. Like, you know, hey, <laughs> it's wrestling. It it worked, and Triple H selling it made it even, you know, that much better, which I think Adam Cole could do a good job of. If there's going to be anything that would get under his skin, you would think that would be it, right? And Jericho likes to get under people's skin. So maybe we'll see the return of Y2J. If that's the case, I'm very excited about that. Not that, you know, what I about Britt should be berated or anything, just but for the storyline itself. Jericho using that, like, you know, the comparisons of him and, and Adam Cole, that, that comparison of being like, oh, you want that version of Chris Jericho, right? <laughs> Be pretty great. What if, can Chris Jericho go into the fact that, you know, I mean, Adam Cole's two biggest mentors are Triple H and Shawn Michaels. So can he do a roundabout way of saying that type of shit? To being like, I actually worked with those guys. I actually beat those guys. Like, or would it be too on the nose if he brings it up? Uh, just depends on what they, how much they want to let him reference that stuff. But it's I don't think it's too on the so, nose. I mean, 
it's so built in both of their careers though, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think it's to me, if you're, it, it depends on how you do it. Right. Cause yeah. th- sometimes when they do the wink, wink, nod, nod WWE, it's just way too much. But if, if you're using it as like a catalyst of like, those are your mentors and the, <laughs> I beat both of them. They're trash. If he goes that route, you know, like, which one of the are any of them still wrestling? Jericho could pull that one out of the hat. There's there's a lot that he could do there as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, say the least. I just hope, like I said, the the only thing I'm worried about is is he gonna have to run the gauntlet through all of these other dudes associated with Jericho, and how much of that do I have to see, and how many matches is him and Jericho gonna have? Because um, that's kind of been what they've done with Jericho. In both of the factions he's had so far. Yeah. Well, you know, two things. I, I like I said, I, I thought Dynamite. I know they don't want this, but I consider Dynamite like the uh, show going into WrestleMania weekend because it's like, and I thought they had a great show. I really did, from top to bottom. I thought they had a good show, setting up storylines, and you know, we moved on to Impact, which I'm still watching in front of me right now. Uh, Leo Rush about to go against Kushida. I guess they made up that match in place of the Josh Alexander match, but um, so far has been an awesome match. Uh, but either way, or awesome pay-per-view, I should say, but like either way, let's do some prediction for this weekend. We have one that will be on in a couple hours, Chris. Uh, Supercard of Honor. Ring of Honor's pay-per-view. And... Dude, this whole entire fucking thing looks ridiculous. Like back and forth. So, all right. So this is apparently based on the pre-show, uh, the order of matches. But once again, this is Wikipedia, and even though they're saying this is the order of the matches, unlike sometimes what they say, I'm not going to say that. That is exactly the order of matches. So we'll go over this. Um, first of all. Starting off, Jeff Cobb, who has gone against Kenny Omega, went against Moose in an awesome match that he beat Moose just now on uh, the Impact Multiverse uh, pay-per-view against New Japan. Um, he's going against Tracy Williams in a singles match. Chris, uh, you know, I love hot sauce, but I don't see him beating Jeff Cobb. Um, besides being an Olympian, he's also like, I feel like he could literally take Tracy Williams, pull his limbs out, and then dip it in hot sauce and eat it if you wanted to. Am I crazy? It's un- No, and I think that he's going to beat hot sauce Tracy Williams. It's kind of unfortunate because hot sauce Tracy Williams was so hot before COVID. I think like in the, well, even after COVID to some extent um, in Ring of Honor, and then they didn't really use him on any of the other pay-per-views that I remember. Yeah. Which is, you know, like I, th- I thought that would be a guy for sure that they would have on some of those pay-per-views. So it's good to see that he's back. But unfortunately, coming back means that he's going to get his ass beat by Jeff Cobb, Jeff I Cobb. Think, in this situation. <laughs> um, but, yeah, who knows? I mean, it depends. Is Jeff Cobb going to do more stuff with Ring of Honor? If he's not, then you would hope they would put over the Ring of Honor guy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, well, the next one we have uh, Miranda Elise versus Willow Nightingale, I'm going to assume, because she's signed. 
that Willow Nightingale will get that win. I don't know much about Amanda. Sorry, Miranda Elise, but like I said, Willow Nightingale is signed to AEW, so I'm assuming she's going to win this, Chris. Unless they're really high on Miranda. I, I haven't seen enough of her work to have an opinion on how good she is. She honestly. doesn't have her own Wikipedia page. I can't even click on her right now. Well, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, uh, not at all, but still. If they're trying to build out a Ring of Honor women's division separate from AEW, wouldn't this be <laughs> like kind of a big surprise victory? If she yeah, wins? Maybe. But Maybe. yeah, I mean, I would assume that Willow Nightingale, just because she's been involved in so many matches where she's lost recently, this is maybe a way to rehab her and give her just a good match where she gets a win. But I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate Spitballing. here a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I mean, they, they got to rebuild that women's division to some extent if they're going to have a women's division in Ring of Honor. I was kind of I wasn't sure that they were going to have a women's division in Ring of Honor when they started moving some of the other talent over to the AEW show. But I guess, guess time will tell on that. Yes, it will. Um, all right. Next we have, uh, Stu Grayson with Eva Luno, uh, against Slim J Atlanta's own Slim J with Ari, Ari Davari. Um, I'm going to assume Stu Grayson's going to win this. He just re-signed now after I think taking off almost a year from AEW, but he's back. Slim J's there, but, you know, I just appreciate the fact that my buddy who works with me, Hoax, has shared a locker room with Slim J and, uh, you know, Atlanta native, but I don't think he's going to win. So Stu Grayson's probably going to beat him in this match, Chris. I would assume, at least. Yeah, I would assume that as well. I would uh, love... I don't want to say love, but I think it would be interesting if they just moved Dark Order completely to Ring of Honor and did some sort of reset on that faction. That would be awesome. I agree. That would gave be them very... like a darker edge and you know, kind of build around it a little bit because I think that is a good usage of them outside of the AEW AEW shows because like they, you know they do shit on YouTube, but you don't but you don't you don't see it, and and they do stuff on being the elite, and I don't watch that. But for like people that are into Ring of Honor, maybe that's a cool. And they've had factions kind of like that in Ring of Honor in the past, so it's kind of would make a little bit of sense if they wanted to do something. But I agree with you, Stu Grayson. I think is uh probably getting the pin here, and we'll just move right along. So for a uh, last match on the pre-show, this is <laughs> this should be really good. Uh, Kanoshke Takeshka is going against Willie Mack in a singles match. Uh, Takeshka will probably win, but I am loving the fact that Willie Mack has been making his rounds on some of the uh, the the dark shows on YouTube for AEW because I think Willie Mack is fucking amazing, and I really hope to see him on a higher level. And, uh, you know, right now he's doing his thing to get on AEW, but he was killing it on Impact for a while. So, either way, Takeshka and Willie Mack, dude, they, I have to watch that match, and it's on the pre-show, apparently. Yeah, that should that'd be, depending on how much time they give him, that could be, like, a up there with match of the night. <laughs> Honestly, both those guys are fucking great. They could have an incredible match if they give them 
a substantial amount of time, but I'm assuming they're going to give them like seven or eight minutes. So uh, should be a good match. I, I'm curious to see how the fans react to that, because I think fucking Willie Mack's probably going to get cheered over Takeshka, and I don't think that they're expecting that. Yeah, it, it should be interesting because Willie Mack is definitely a favorite from a lot of people within the wrestling industry. I mean, he's a badass. He is <laughs> Luchador Junkyard Dog. I mean, I've literally talked to people that know him personally in the industry. Uh, and it's only a matter of time, but hopefully he excels more so from this. And I mean, he's always kind of had the Kevin Steen type thing around him too and like dusty roads like you kind of just want to cheer for the guy right and he also he's also the best person besides kevin to do the uh stunner which is his finisher and uh not a lot of people do the stunner because goddamn kid <laughs> uh, i don't think that stone cold even cares that's the funny fucking thing <laughs> no pro- you're right oh, not a lot of people do you it. need to watch man oh god it was so awesome they 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 made a 24 about wrestlemania from last year and just kevin owens on there talking about stone cold and how much it meant to him to have that match against him like it's beautiful it's it's pretty fucking awesome. There's a lot of great parts in there about like Cody Rhodes as well too, and so many other people. But like, and you feel so bad for Rip Boogs, who if, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone realizes like last year, him and Shinsuke tried to go for the titles. They were supposed to win it against the Usos. He tried to do both Usos and like a uh, you know Samoan drop type of thing, and his knee completely collapsed, and that's pretty sad. But Dude, Kevin Owens, we were right. He was so happy to fucking be able to be that person. Like, <laughs> he loved I mean, it. it. It says a lot about a lot about you as a professional wrestler when Stone Cold's out here turning down some of the other matches he was offered this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, true. I, you know, I would I, if I was Kev, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, I'd feel the same fucking way. I'd be so hyped and there's that i if you if people out there that haven't heard it go back and listen to the podcast stone cold did years ago with uh kevin owens uh where kevin owens talks about him and sammy <laughs> meeting stone cold in the where, airport where where he tells them the, the the scientific way of doing the stone cold stunner yes oh that's just so amazing <laughs> so you it's gotta understand special. man by the time you grab the top of the head and you bring it down drill it into your shoulder they are incapacitated, obviously. Like, Stone Cold fucking just amazing, man. Yeah, I love Kevin Owens. All right, well... It, it's Kevin, the, great thing, the great thing about Kevin Owens, real quick, before we move out, is, like, a lot of wrestlers, they, like... They're like, I'm a Sean guy. I'm gonna do Shawn Michaels shit. Kevin Owens is like, you can be like that person and kind of be your own wrestler. Right? Oh, yeah. And Kevin Owens is, is like... None of his in-ring shit outside of hitting a stunner... <laughs> It's really like Stone Cold, other than no. the, his shit talk. Um, well, dude, he he gets compared to like you know some of the other big guys like Bam Bam Bigelow or Dusty who taught him. But his favorite wrestlers were Bret, Owen, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold was his number one favorite wrestler, though. And something about the fact that you know you watched Killsteen kill, you know something about Stone Cold not 
dealing with people's bullshit really resonated with with Kevin Owens. And that's because he had to work with Jim Cornette. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That works. That that totally makes sense, honestly. <laughs> Goddamn kid. But uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to check that out because I loved the first 24 that they did with Kevin. In fact, they should just do fucking 24 every pay-per-view with Kevin Owens. That'd be great. I'd watch that. All right. Well, we'll watch that. But like right now, let's get back on schedule. This is the first official match. It's a big match, Chris. This is the Breach for the Sky ladder match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, the vacant Tag Team Championship. Obviously, we have the Lucha Brothers. We have Top Flight. We have the Kingdom. We have Aussie Open. And we have LFI, which is Roosh and his brother Drillisico. Um, You know, this is sanctioning a new tag team champion, Ring of Honor. And honestly, with like everyone that I see, either the Kingdom or Top Flight. For me, I think the kingdom's going to win it, but it would be amazing if the Martin brothers are able to win this in this ladder match. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't really have a good prediction for this one. I, I guess I'm going to go with the kingdom as well. But the Lucha brothers are they, title they make sense. So. But, like, top flight, it would be awesome for them to get these titles, especially if they're staying in Ring of Honor. But, like, the kingdom is, is they're, they're perfect. Um, who knows? Honestly, like, watch Roosh and Drillistico win. Uh, who knows? But either way, this is, this is leading to another match that's coming on. Um, actually, two matches from now, so we'll talk about it in a second. The next match... We have the Embassy, Brian Cage, Khan, and uh, Toa Leone going against A.R. Fox, Blake Christian, and uh, Grant for the Ring of Honor uh, Six-Man Tag Team Championship. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Embassy did win them from um, uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. So the Embassy, I feel like, is going to keep those titles. I don't know. I'd like I love Air Fox. I like uh, Blake Christensen, but I just feel like this is gonna be a match where they dominate, or at least they should, because Brian Cage deserves some type of big win, I guess, on a pay per view. I don't know. And I I, uh, I I like Khan. He looks fucking like you know uh, Ming. So there's always that. But uh, well, what do you think, Chris? Do you have Air Fox, well, Blake Christian, and Metalik? Grand Metalik or the Brian, Embassy? Brian Cage is on his way out, though, right? I don't know that. I thought I heard that his contract was coming up and that it didn't look like he was going to get re-signed. But if that's the case, do you just... you do you just um, God, what is his partner's name? Now I'm sleeping on it. Uh, Brian Cage's partners are Khan and uh, Toa Leone. Yeah, Khan's so a you, really good wrestler. Toa Leone looks like fucking uh, Haku, but he's not really that good. Yeah, what I was getting at is, do they just smash fucking Cage, and then they are Fox, and they they win the Possibly. trios title? Because no one cares about the. 
I mean, if I'm just being fucking honest, no one cares about the Ring of Honor trios title at this point. <laughs> but you could at least set up with a set up a storyline and build a tag team for your Ring of Honor tag division. Especially if Brian Cage isn't going to resign and you don't have any plans for him going forward. Now that being said, if he is resigning, then yeah, I would I would think they would win. But I, I just remember that was a rumor out there that he wasn't resigning and that WWE was looking into him a bit because he was. I think he even talked about if he could pass a fucking steroid blood test or not. Uh, not yeah. too long ago. That's a good point. Well, I uh, I have the exact same pick. <laughs> If Brian Cage has re-upped his contract with AEW and Ring of Honor, then they will win. But if not, AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Grand Metalik will somehow pull it off. Here's the next match, man. This is a big one. Samoa Joe, your Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Even though they haven't built up shit, there's been no fucking promotion for it. (sighs) Whatever. Still. He's going against Mark Briscoe. The late, great Jay Briscoe passed away, but he beat Samoa Joe for the world title. That started his world you know, title championship. Mark is going for the TV title against him, and I feel like Mark Briscoe has to win. Even though I love Samoa Joe, I feel like he's going to put Mark over, and this will be one title that he goes for, and... Hopefully he goes for the uh, he goes for both of them. I'd love to see him go for the Ring of Honor title afterwards. But uh, I think Mark Briscoe has to win this against Mojo, even though I do not want Mojo to lose. What are you going to do in this situation, Chris? Yeah, so I'm kind of on the opposite side of the fence where I think that Samoa Joe is going to win here. And the only reason I say that is the Briscoes kind of like to build up multiple matches. Um, and I feel like Mark Briscoe might be like, I don't want to just come in and straight win the title right off the bat. I think he would want to build and flesh out a storyline with Samoa Joe. So I think that they're going to go that route, but I could be completely wrong. It'd be a nice moment if, you know, Mark wins the title here, but I think they might draw this out a little longer because it is going to be kind of the most watched thing on ring of honor as far as storylines go. You know, you're probably right, and uh, judging by the main event, you know, it seems like maybe that would be too good to be true in a situation. So, yeah, this could be the start of something. I still think Mark's going to win, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure that Samojo will make every person very mad at him for destroying uh, Mark Briscoe throughout the whole entire thing. Right, yeah, like, Joe's not going to lay up on this dude. They're going to beat the absolute shit out of each other. It's going to be a great match. I'm assuming this is going to look a hell of a lot like the FTR <laughs> versus Briscoe's matches, uh, just knowing how Samoa Joe and, and Mark do their dirty deeds in the in the ring. So it should be a really good match regardless of the outcome. I don't even give a fuck who wins. It's going to be a great match, but uh, just I would think Samoa Joe retains here. Well, we're going to find out. Uh, next match uh, listed, at least, uh, Athena versus Yuka uh, Sakazaki for the Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, I really, I mean, I, I've heard really good things about Yuka, but 
I don't I, I don't think you take the title off of Ember Moon yet, personally. Yeah, I agree with you there, especially because I don't think Yuka is going to stick around. She's isn't she? Is she in DDT still, or has she moved to Stardom? I don't know right offhand without pulling her wicked. Not up, sure. But my what I'm getting at is, unless she's going to stick around full time, you wouldn't think that she's just going to straight win the title. I just think this is going to be a you know they're just trying to get a good match out of Ember Moon. Yeah, that's exactly what I think too. And she this, honestly has not had a good match since coming over from WWE and NXT and taking that year off. And I know a lot of it has to do with she had some really bad injuries when she was in NXT, in NXT but I have not seen a good Ember Moon match since she's been back, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with you on that. All right, the next match is very interesting. Uh, we have Wheeler Yuta going against uh, Shibata. Pure wrestling rules match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Now, I could see Shibata putting over Willie Yuta. He is a new, younger talent. Uh, I'm sure it will be influenced by the fact that AEW and uh, New Japan have, you know, a, a relationship. Shibata is has been over here in the U.S. at the LA Dojo you know, doing his thing like he has been beforehand in the Tokyo Dojo. But at the same time, if, and I know also Wheeler Yuta is involved in the storyline with uh, Blackpool Combat Club looking big. And, um, you know, based on what I feel like with the main event, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but, I don't know. It, it's based off if Shibata wants to work multiple gigs because I could easily see him winning this, but I feel like Willer Yuta is supposed to win this, if that makes sense, Chris. I'm torn on this one as well because I could. E- this is like Shibata's kind of match. You would think that he would yeah. have a huge advantage in this kind of match, and I don't know that the crowd's going to be very, very happy if fucking Willer Yuta wins here. Um, regardless of whatever they do in the main event, I, I, I almost want to just go with Shibata because they have been letting people work in new Japan strong quite a bit. I mean, we just had Eddie Kingston over there feuding with Jay white, um, on that last pay-per-view. So I, I, I don't know, maybe Shibata takes that title and goes and defends it on new Japan strong. And they just show the matches on ring of honor. I mean, they can do whatever the hell they want as long as they have a working agreement, right? Like with that kind of stuff, I would think. Because uh, like Shibata versus Filthy Tom and that kind of match, that'd be fun. I mean, and there's a lot of cool stuff they yeah. can do. It just depends on how much Shibata actually, how many matches Shibata actually wants to do, right? I mean, because we know that he's going to be limited in what he, what kind of matches he could do, and that's why this championship makes a lot of sense on him because that's how he's been doing his return matches, anyways. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. This this is crazy. This is this one's going to be uh interesting to see live because you know Willie Yuta even if I think that he kind of lacks a lot of charisma I'm not going to say he's a charisma vacuum people like put that out there too much but if he beats Shibata like you know tonight and carries that pure you know championship this should help him I feel like like get over any type of hump especially with him being a heel now 
He's like a heel Ricky Steamboat, Chris. Uh, the pride title in general is kind of a charisma vacuum because of the way you have to defend the fucking thing. Pure, yes. I agree. Or pure, pure. I mean, the match itself takes five minutes to describe each time they do it for any new fan. Um, I mean, the best version of that they've had has been Jonathan Gresham. Honestly, but Shibata just makes a whole hell of a lot of sense if you're trying to build up what that title means and and get people interested in it just because of Shibata's legacy as being an absolute ass whipper in those styles of matches. I agree. Absolutely. But yeah, I I I, I don't think Willer Yuta Willer Yuta is you know if you think about how his career kind of has gone, he's the. <laughs> He's, I'm not going to I wouldn't call him a charismatic vacuum either. I think it's more that he's in there with two really big personalities and three. If you count and count, if you include Will, uh, William Regal and then Cesaro came in, it's like, yeah, well, he's going to be the less the least charismatic guy out of those fucking three. Those are all big so if, WWE if, superstars. So the question is, if he beats Shibata, do you think that will give him a little more prestige? You know, next to uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Claudio Castanelli, and also John Moxley. I mean, I feel like that would if he if he's able. Because I'll just say it right now, I I don't think Claudio is winning that Ring of Honor title. So I I feel like if Willard Hughes is able to beat Shibata, that should like you know bring him up a a, a good bit. Yeah, I guess it just a bit. I don't know. I don't know how fans are going to react to it because people fucking love Shibata. <laughs> so it could go the opposite, exactly. opposite way of that. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, I mean, what would be the worst thing if he, you know, Shibata wins the title and just drops it back similar to what they did with the uh, TV title? Um, no. with, uh Fucking Minoru Suzuki. Remember, he won it and then he just kind of dropped it immediately they could do something like that 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 way at least you're giving the fans the big shibata moment and then you just do the rematch and willie Rita wins it in the rematch or whatever and then he gets his big moment as well yeah sure that that works all right well uh next match is actually for the triple uh, a mega championship uh el hito del vikingo is going against commander commander looked really good in his match and uh yeah that's great but uh, Vikingo is not losing his title. They're just putting him on this bill to have an awesome match. And uh, I, I don't think Conan's, Conan is going to sanction a championship, you know, change for Commander for a random Ring of Honor pay per view. So, yeah, uh, Vikingo is probably going to win this, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. Even though AAA doesn't really care about their title belts all that much, I, <laughs> I don't think they're going to give it to C- Commander unless they have big plans for him in AAA. And I just don't see that necessarily being the case. All right. Well, I have no idea how uh, Diego Garcia was able to pull off this match, but apparently the next match is Hiroshi Tanahashi against Daniel Garcia. And uh, yeah. Uh, if Garcia can't beat Adam Cole coming back from a fucking major injury, I don't think he should beat Tanahashi. So who knows? Who knows? But I feel like Tanahashi should beat him. 
that makes me kind of I forgot about this match. It makes me de- lean more into that. Will Yuta is going to win, but they're going to give you the happy Tanahashi victory to <laughs> make the New Japan fans happy. Ugh. Yeah, but I, I agree. I high fly flow for the win, probably. All right, the last match, the the championship match, Claudio uh, Casanoli versus Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston's winning this. So I'm torn on this because this is, uh, as my big, bold prediction, I said Jay White's going to show up somewhere this weekend. This would be the match I think he would show up in since he's not allowed to wrestle in Japan. Losing to Eddie Kingston, maybe he shows up and costs Eddie Kingston the match. And they feud, and Claudio can keep the title until whatever's done with that or whoever the next guy up for Claudio would be, since Claudio is going to be locked into this this other storyline. Now, that being said, you know, he could drop the title, and it's not going to matter because they're locking him up into this other storyline. So um, there's there's two moments throughout this weekend where Jay White uh, being a signing would make a lot of sense. We'll get to the second one when we get to the WrestleMania predictions, but yeah. Yep. All right. Well, before we get to Mania predictions, we'll do really quick on the uh, NXT stand deliver. I I will just admit that me and I believe Chris have not, you know, (laughs) paid attention to NXT as much as we probably should. Like I've, I've watched, show here and there but i don't know how like you know how much the predictions like mean as much as our ring of honor predictions and or our wrestlemania predictions so just being honest with you guys uh first we have this is what i'm talking about jesus fucking christ all right we have chase (laughs) university andre chase uh, Duke Hudson and Thea Hale uh, with Tyler Bate. Apparently, he's a part of it now. Uh, against Schism, not the song from Tool, but uh, a group with Joe Gacy, uh, Jigger Reed, uh, Riff Flower, and Ava. They're, uh, I, I forgot what the UK's uh, group was called, but. Uh, that's them with the rock's daughter and Joe Gacy. Um, even though Tyler Bates there, I feel like schism probably has to win this Chris. Uh, yeah, it would make sense with what they've done so far with that group. Um, Tyler Bate isn't going to eat the pin, which sucks because people are really behind chase you. I, I hope that this doesn't, derail them a little bit now granted i have not seen the last two episodes of nxt i'm a little bit behind i do listen to the uh kind of the recaps but yeah it's just uh you know fucking wrestling's on every night of the week (laughs) you gotta pick and choose what you're gonna watch at some point um but yeah nxt has been a lot better i will say that like as far as the the quality uh since triple h has taken over and Sean has been kind of left alone to get this, get the house in order, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with schism as well on this one. All right. Next match is a triple threat tag team match for the NXT tag team championship. 
We have Gallus, the champions, uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, going against the Cree brothers, Brutus and Julius Creed, uh, going against the family, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo. Um, I feel like this should, st- this should probably stay on Gallus because they just won the titles. If anyone's going to win, I, I would assume it would be the uh, the the, the uh, Creed brothers. Chris. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think that Tony D'Angelo is the most over person in the fucking match. And, um, Probably. He should be being used in not a tag team capacity. I, I kind of hated him to begin with, but he's really grown on me over the past few months. So... I, I don't see them winning the titles, even though I think he is the most over person in the match. I don't see them winning the titles just because he's more of a singles guy, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Gallus, Gallus will probably retain here. Like you said, they just won the titles. Not that that necessarily matters. Um, but they are super behind the Creed Brothers, too. Who the fuck knows? I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with your answer on this, though. All right. Uh, we have Wesley, who is the NXT North American champion. Uh, in a fatal five-way match for that belt, it's him, Dragon Lee, J.D. McDonough, Axiom, and Ilya Dragunov. So this is Dragon Lee's first match being a part of uh, NXT. It's either him or Ilya Dragunov for who's going to win. I am pushing only because they like to do this. I'm I'm pushing more towards Dragon Lee, but Ilya's been killing it, so I feel like he should probably get it, but who knows if he has, you know, if they have him in sight for heavyweight potential. So maybe Dragon Lee wins. Yeah, I wouldn't that wouldn't be the worst thing in the entire world, but I kind of I'm also pushing for Ilya to win here just cuz I don't think that I mean, they're, unless Braun Breaker shows up at fucking Mania, I don't see them taking that title off of anytime soon. No. So it, it wouldn't hurt to have a strong, um, what at North America, is it the North American title? I forgot what the fuck they call their mid-card title. North but, American, yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Elio wins. But yeah, they do like to have the big surprise victory. I'm going to assume that Dragon Lee is not going to be the one eating the pin regardless, and uh, they're going to try to make him look strong, give him a lot of really cool spots regardless if he wins the match. But I'm going to lean towards Elia. Yeah, that's exactly the same person I have. All right, well, uh, we have – I don't even know the champions (laughs) – for the NXT Women's uh, Tag Team Championship, Fallon Henley and Kiana James going against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, Kiana James has been very entertaining. I, I think that they'll they'll probably uh, win this, but yeah, I. I it's kind of hard to care about that. And, and this is this is more of a problem with the women's tag division across both brands. Though Bailey has given it some stuff, substance with Damage Inc. Outside of that, uh, it's just not focused on. They have a hard enough time focusing on the, the men's tag division, adding two additional tag division or 
a total of four tag divisions in a company that maybe has 12 tag teams total that I can think of. It's kind of just, and that that's men in women's tag teams. It's just kind of overkill to some extent. So it's, yeah, it's just really kind of hard to care about. So who, who do you have uh, to win? Uh, Fallon and Kiana James. All right. It really actually doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, um, well, Fallon and Kiana James together, at least in promos and stuff, has been entertaining. But it's just that, that there's no actual tag division there. <laughs> it's just random people put together for most of it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we have a ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Roxanne Perez, the champion. Zoe Starks, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Lyra, Valkyrie, and Indy Hartwell. I think Gigi Dolan's going to fucking win this. I'm with you. I think that she's the best out of this group. Um, and that would be who I would put the belt on. Also, if you're Taya Valkyrie, are you pissed off that they have another person <laughs> in this company with the last name Valkyrie after they shit canned you? No shit. All right, well, we have the last two matches. Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller, unsanctioned match. Grayson Waller needs to win this. Uh, I, I feel like, yeah. No, no offense to Johnny Gargano. I love him, but uh, I feel like Grayson needs to take this match from him. Yeah, in a perfect world, Grayson Waller wins this and it sets up a match with fucking Sean, right? Maybe that's Sean's one last match. That'd be a good match. Sure. Because that's the whole storyline is that he brought fucking Grayson Waller's been in Sean's shit for no reason, really, because that storyline doesn't make any sense. He had a he had a title match lost and then he's like, you never fucking book me <laughs> in good matches or whatever. Um, so Sean sent him fucking Johnny Gargano. That's the storyline. I I agree with you. I think I, I think Waller should win here, but I don't I don't know. It, is it if Johnny Gargano is coming back to NXT full time, then it doesn't. It, it's not the worst thing in the world if he wins, right? Because they're gonna make him probably the guy to take the title off Braun Breaker. I just don't know if they're gonna pull the trigger on that. I think it's a smart thing to do, but. They, as we've seen in the past, when they send people down, they generally lose, uh, for the most part, with maybe the exception of Ziggler. Which that whole fucking storyline was also terrible, but that was during Nickelodeon NXT, so <laughs> there was a lot, there's a lot of bad shit going on. All right, um, our last matches. All right, that was actually the last match. Braun Baker. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. Um, Chris, I feel like they need uh, Braun Baker on the main roster. So I'm going to assume Carmelo Hayes is going to win this. 
Yeah. What what if Carmelo Hayes wins this and this is fucking Bobby Lashley's match? He's just bitching about not having a match. And they're like, well, guess what? You get Braun Breaker. Sure. And that's a debut WrestleMania match, right? That would be the smart thing to do. I just, I have no faith in them actually putting anyone on the main roster because they take like 10 years to do it. And then by the time they fucking get there, no one cares anymore. <laughs> so... Uh, Carmelo Hayes right now is more over than Braun Breaker, at least with the crowd that they film at. I think people are getting a little tired of uh, Braun Breaker, unfortunately, at full sale. That's why they have to change up the audience, apparently. All right, well, should we talk about WrestleMania and get out of here? Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's like the best card they've had in a long time. For, for Mania. All right. Storylines make sense. We don't know the exact, uh, you know, the matches themselves. I'm going by Wikipedia. So I, 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 I do really apologize if they don't end up exactly like it is. Actually, I don't apologize. I really don't care. All right. Do you want me, to pull, up that, do you want me to pull up the uh, that ESPN release card? I'm. I mean, if you want to, I I have all the matches listed. Uh, I don't okay. Know I, I just didn't know if Wikipedia's was all fucked up or not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I it's fucked up. I, I I don't know if this is the exact uh you know match order. Oh, but, gotcha, gotcha. So night one, they have listed number one, Austin Theory versus John Cena for the U.S. title. Uh, well, I have to. You know, I have to think that Austin Theory is going to win this one, honestly. Um, unless they have John there to hang out to be the U.S. champion. I, I, I Especially the way that it, like, went down. Like, Austin Theory had, like, a fine promo by himself, but nothing compared to, like, how John Cena, like, literally eviscerated him and fucking castrated his ass while he's in the ring with him. So I am going to assume that Austin Theory is going to win this. And, uh, yeah, this, this is going to start out, uh, WrestleMania tomorrow night. So I actually think that they're going to, I, I'm not a hundred percent. So the way that they have the fucking, we talked about this previously, but the way that they have the card listed for the, the fucking the ESPN card. They have that as the headline match. But either way, I, I think Austin Theory has to win this match by hook or crook. I don't really think it matters where it's at on the card. It's John Cena is the biggest name on this particular. Well, I guess you could say Sami Zayn is probably the biggest name on this card right now. But John Cena is. It would make sense that Cena would be in the main event. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of kind of with you. What if Cena's not going to be around? Why would you put the title on him? Because that that just makes me think that Cena wins on you know Saturday night and then has to come out either on Sunday or Monday to drop the title to somebody else. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Uh, all right, well. The next match, uh, we have uh, Seth Frickin, or Franklin, based on whatever you want to call him, 
Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. All right, so my my question to you, Chris, <laughs> is this the 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 match that could be the one that could be the 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 real main event as far as a better worked match? So what I'm talking about is Cody and Roman, who have had very much a very good history for matches with Mr. Cody going against Seth Rollins for Roman with Logan Paul. Could Seth and Logan steal the show as far as having the best structured match um, on the pay-per-view? I kind of have a special place in my heart for the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin. I think that, that, that might be the one, but yeah, I think this is going to be a damn good match. It probably, I mean, they're going to give Roman and Cody like an hour. (laughs) It's my guess. And uh, if they do the whole long ass setup they've done for the past few Roman matches, I think that will bring it down a bit. So yeah, maybe it's going to be a hell of a match between Rollins and Logan Paul. I'm assuming that Logan Paul is going to win here via interference from his brother. That just seems like yeah. something they would do. Because it seems like Logan Paul's here for the long haul. Well, he's definitely signed. So, yeah, I could see Logan Paul winning from some some evil means. So, if his brother gets involved, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, uh, next match. <laughs> this is interesting. Like, look, I'm going to be watching this match, but it's it's mainly for more observe, or observation, I would say, than anything else. But Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch against Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Six-woman tag team match. There, we have the champions involved in, the, in this with uh, Lita and Becky, but... There's another match, you know, with people for the number one contender. They're in this match. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, Trish Rash looked uh, very heelish in the last, uh, you know, combined concept with all of them. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I'm going to assume that Trish, Lita, and Becky actually win against Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Chris. Well, I kind of, I kind of tease this as maybe they're going to set up Lita versus Trish, and they didn't get there, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen in the future. So I'm going to have Damage Control winning here due to miscommunication between Lita and Trish. Hmm. All right. But this will be a fun match. I think this is a cool as as far as like bringing older superstars back. This is a a pretty good one because there's like damage control is going to be in there working their fucking asses off <laughs> to make Lita and Trish look good. Yeah, no shit. All right, we have a uh, four-way, field four-way tag team match for number one contender of the men's tag team championship. Uh, Braun Strowman, Ricochet going against Street Profits, going against Alpha Academy. Going against Viking Raiders. I'm going to assume Viking Raiders win. Uh, with the other teams, the only other team I can see winning this randomly would be Braun Strowman and Ricochet because 
they're randomly put together, but Viking Raiders would be the, they would make the most sense because Alpha Academy, it seems like Chad, Gable, and Otis are having issues. And Street Profits, same thing. It seems like Angelo and Montez are having some issues in their tag matches. So to me, I mean, to go with, like, if you want the Street Profits, I can see that. But to me, it's probably going to be the Viking Raiders that won this match, Chris, for number one contender, Fatal 4-Way Men's WrestleMania Showcase match. Uh, you know, I'm going to agree with you on this one, simply for the reasons you stated, that the other two tag teams that I, I could actually see them putting the belts on would being Alpha Academy or Street Profits. Um, they're all kind of feuding within themselves, and I think Montez Ford is going to have a heel turn here shortly. So that's a maybe a bold, like a little bit of a bold prediction, I guess, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just can't see the titles on Braun Strowman and Ricochet, even though Braun Strowman did win the tag titles with a fucking child that one time. <laughs> Once again, WWE doesn't necessarily always care about their tag division. Um, but yeah, it, this is number one contendership, so they get the grand prize of having you against probably Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, <laughs> which... Sucks to be whatever team comes out of this match. All right. Next match we have is Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. No, no, no. Actually, I almost screwed that up. Rey Mysterio and Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. Singles match. Uh, Chris, I feel like Dominic has to win this. Oh, it depends on if they're going to continue with the feud a little bit. You know, Ray's finally just now hit him in the face. Does Ray get the surprise victory? Mommy gets fucking banned from ringside. And because she's not there, Dominic loses. And then they trade victories when she is available. Could Could see something like that. I don't think it's going to matter if Dominic loses. (laughs) I think he's over at this point for different reasons. He's done his work. He's definitely done his work. All right. Well, uh, Charlotte Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I feel like Rhea Ripley. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I definitely think she's winning this match and taking that title away from Charlotte, Chris. Now, when you say someone has to win this match, I think Rhea has to win this match. Yeah. Or this will be the third time that she's lost a title match to Charlotte, right? Yeah. So she's got to beat Charlotte. And it'll be interesting to see. I guess they have the draft coming up. But that'll be interesting to see since technically their group is raw superstars. Not that the brand split fucking matters. Yeah, probably not. Uh, All right. Well, the last match listed... And hopefully, honestly, it's it's the main event. Uh, I don't know what the fuck earns it better than this, but we have the Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Look, Chris, 
The tag team championship has never been in any main event, period. I understand that there's a lot of people that might think they should be the headliner. Who knows, based on whatever the fuck happened, even though we've heard them say it differently on the show, John Cena and Austin Theory might be the fucking main event. But I feel what should be the main event, period, is the Usos against KO and Sami Zayn. And we'll talk about the next day, but I feel like they're definitely going to beat the Usos for those titles. And Sammy's going to get one hell of a pop afterwards. I'm hoping Sammy comes out with a fucking El Generico mask on, even if it's just for the entrance. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That would uh, be awesome. I, I agree with you. I think that they're going to win. I actually kind of spoiled my prediction on this one, talking about the, the other tag match. But uh, yeah, I think they're going to win. I would have no problem with this being main event. I'm just going off the images that WWE posted where they have the like the top billing is Cena versus Theory and obviously Roman versus Cody, which we know is going to be the main event. That's the big title match. But I agree with you. I think this is a bigger as far as like your everyday fan who's been watching this show for the past you know six months. This is the fucking actual main event. So I would have no problem with it, but WWE also believes in this co-main event on the hour type deal when it comes to Mania. So just Sammy and KO getting screwed out of another WrestleMania main event basically <laughs> is what I'm going to chalk it up to. I think it would be fucking awesome if the tag titles were the main event, but I think know, worst case scenario, is... I can go to bed early and then watch the Cena match in the morning. <laughs> I think there's a better chance for them to win the tag titles than there is for Cody to beat Roman for the actual world title. I'm going to put out that fucking uh, prediction right now. Yeah, and uh, that that is kind of one of my bold predictions that involves Mr. J. White. Mm. Well, well uh, just to let you know, uh, Nick Khan was on one show talking about how there is many surprises involved with this WrestleMania. So, and we haven't even like, yeah, uh, there is Randy Orton. There is Jay white. There is definitely people that we're not even thinking about, but, uh, could happen. All right. Let, let's talk about night two. We have Gunther. We have Sheamus. We have Drew McIntyre. Gunther is the intercontinental championship. You know, I love the idea of Gunther keeping this championship and re- making it look really fucking prestigious by maybe even carrying it for another year and just being that dominant. But at the same time, I want Sheamus to fucking get what he wanted. I think that you can promote Gunther. So you have Drew McIntyre involved. Fucking Sheamus pins Drew McIntyre. It doesn't take shit off of shit. Uh, Sheamus has the last big thing on his career that he wants, and Gunther goes on to go for the World Heavyweight title. That's what I want. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I could see Gunther keeping it. I really could. I don't think Drew's going to win, though, regardless. It's either Sheamus or Gunther for me. Yeah, Drew kind of seems like the odd man out here. Unfortunately, Um, at least he's on Mania. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, 
you could not be on Mania. That sucks. Um, wow, the New Day is not on Mania. There's That's a lot fucking, of them, man. That's fucking insane to think about. How about they're the not fact that the Bobby Lashley didn't do anything? He had a great fucking trilogy. No, no, he had two of of, of three great matches with Brock Lesnar. They could have fucking done on WrestleMania. Instead, he's going to be on tonight. We're recording this on Friday on a fucking SmackDown under the giant battle royal. Probably won't win either. <laughs> That's it's 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 horseshit because of Bray Wyatt. And by the way, Bray is apparently having another mental whatever. He didn't show up for Madison Square Garden, so WWE is actually really pissed off at him right now. So. Good shit. Yeah. Ugh. I wonder what it's like when you call when you call Triple H and tell him that like someone's like not having a good mental day. Hey man, Triple H man, you know, man, I don't know, man, you know, uh, it's been bigger, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Tony Khan would ha- handles those kind of situations. Thank a lot God better. Tony did not have to deal with fucking Bray Wyatt. Jesus Christ. I think he um, handles the, the 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 whole like me- I need mental days better than like the WWE because Triple H is like mother- motherfucker. I wrestled 330 days a year throughout the entire Attitude Era in ruthless aggression era. What do you mean you need a mental break? You have had one match. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Um, and I'm, not, right, I'm well, not. I'm not saying that you should, people shouldn't be more concerned. I'm just saying, like you, if you had to have that conversation with Triple H, I bet it'd go really weird. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. All right, so I'm I, I'm uh, sticking to Sheamus. Do you who who do you think's gonna win out of this? I think it would be a great WrestleMania moment if Sheamus did win it. So I'm gonna go with oh. that because I think that is a happy moment for WrestleMania. Like you said, it doesn't hurt Gunther at all. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby Lashley last minute gets thrown into the. They're gonna do something with him. Hopefully. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so no, maybe... he's he's gonna be in the fucking battle royal tonight for Honor the Giant. For the fucking SmackDown before the goddamn pay-per-view. <sighs> yeah, may- maybe he wins that and gets thrown into this match as like a... This next one's interesting, actually. All right. Do you have Edge or do you have the demon Finn Balor, Hell in the Cell? I think what I would like actually is Edge to win and then... Uh, damage control or no, no damage control. God damn it. Um, <laughs> what the hell's the name of their group? Oh my Bailey God. Bailey comes out and hits fucking edge with a chair. No. <laughs> what's the name of fucking, uh, of Finn Balor's group? Uh, uh, it's named after a WWE pay-per-view. Bad blood. The... Unforgiven. No, unforgiven. Back, no back backlash. Either oh. way. I, I feel like Finn's going to get his ass beaten by the the rest of damage or not damage control. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I feel like they're going to turn on him. If he does not win against edge, I feel like they're going to turn on him. Basically I, demon or I, not. 
I can't think of the name either, and it's named after a fucking <laughs> WWE pay-per-view, which makes it more annoying. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Let's see if I can... Yeah. <laughs> Let's... All right, I'm Googling. <laughs> Continue, and I'll Google this. <laughs> no, you're supposed to give me your your prediction now. <laughs> oh, Edge. I got, I got Edge winning this. <laughs> you got Edge winning this? All right. Um... <laughs> they, don't, they don't even have it listed. All right, next match. Judgment Day. See, I knew it was named after a Damn fucking it! WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> fucking stupid. All right, next match. We have the uh, the, the women's showcase. This is not the bathroom match, guys. But we have uh, Liv Morgan uh, against Natalia and Shotzi against Ronda and Shayna against Chelsea Green and Sonny Deville. The winner gets a tag team championship match. Um, I'm going to go with Liv Morgan and Raquel. I don't fucking know. I don't care. Honestly. I'm going to go with Chelsea Green's team. I don't even know who she's tagging with, but I'm picking her. Sonya Deville. The, All right. The, there we go. The Karens. <laughs> you're going to go for the Karens. All right. I go. <laughs> sure. They're funny backstage. <laughs> Chelsea Green's been pretty funny since coming back. All right, so who do we have between Bianca Belair and Asuka for the WWE Raw Women's Championship? Because I kind of want to go with Asuka, honestly. Hmm. I want to go with Asuka as well, but something in my heart just keeps yelling Bianca. So I'm going to go with Bianca. Not to be count. I don't think it matters who, who wins because they're both great. And I'm assuming that they will wrestle again in very short order. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Bianca. I don't think I'm going to keep the belt on her, at least for this match. Oh, we got two more matches left. First, Brock Lesnar versus Omos with MVP. All right, the question is... All right, here's... This is what I think, but still the bigger the bigger thing of who's gonna win. Um, I think that if Brock is sticking around, unlike what he's saying, then he's <laughs> gonna win. But if he's really serious, like you know, this might be one of the last times you see him, and maybe he comes back later on to do one last match. Then yeah, put Omos over. I think it would help him out a lot. Question is, can Brock Lesnar F5 Omos, who is fucking 7-5 and ridiculous amount of weight. I don't, it doesn't matter what the fuck he is. His height by the by, just by itself is ridiculous. What do you think, Chris? I think that Lesnar is going to do one better in F5 both just to have this big WrestleMania Brock moment. He's going to F5 him and MVP at the same time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's a monster. He's going to lift up. I don't think he's going to. Because almost is, as long as almost doesn't fucking sandbag him, I think it'll it'll be fine. I'm kidding about the MVP thing. But, yeah, I think Brock Lesnar's going to win this. I don't buy that he's going anywhere. Unless Tony Khan has offered him, like, stupid fucking money. And, I mean, like, it'd have to be stupid money because he's making stupid money in WWE. Um it would be great to see Lesnar versus Kenny Omega. I'd be, <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome, but I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up on that one. I'm, I'm just, 
I'm assuming that he's going to stay pat, probably take a little break after Mania, and then come back, maybe fight Cody for the title. It's Brock. You know, he doesn't have to be there all the time. Yeah, definitely agree. All right, well, the last match, you mentioned Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns against Cody for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Both titles are on the line, officially. I think Roman Reigns is going to win. All right, so the bold prediction I had is basically that uh, during the breakdown, there's like, you know, because AJ Styles is hurt, right? Do we we get like, uh, I don't know. What maybe, I, 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 I have my prediction um, for what's going to happen based on if uh, Cody wins, but I seriously think he's going to lose, but you, you do or tell whatever you you want to tell, but I definitely want to, you know, at least say what I think is going to happen if Cody wins. I don't think he is though. So I have, yeah, I kind of have the same thing. If, if Cody wins, I think that he's going to, Jay White's going to come out and challenge him right off the rip. If Cody loses, I think it's going to be because of the OG Bullet Club and not the Bloodline. There's going to be Kevin Owens and Sammy come out to make the save against the original Bloodline, and then you'll have like AJ and the club come out and lay out everybody, and somehow fucking Sammy or not Sammy, somehow Roman just gets the pin on Cody, and then we move on to the next thing. To me, if Cody doesn't lose flat out, Roman doesn't beat him. If Cody actually wins, I think he's going to have a very big celebration and, you know, people might come out and put him on, you know, do the whole Bret Hart thing or whatever the fuck, put him on their shoulders and like, you know, hike him up. And then someone that he's been very cool with, at least on WWE television, you know, after WrestleMania, he came on television and brought him and his tag partner out after they won the titles or I don't know if they won them or retained them, but made sure to show respect towards someone that helped him out, and that being Randy Orton. So we have Cody celebrating everything, fucking, you know, Roman Reigns taking his time and finally leaving and going to the back with Paul Heyman losing and you know like i said like you know cody's celebrating randy comes out randy is celebrating with him and then as soon as cody is not looking rko out of nowhere randy orton fucking rko's cody and we start off that storyline going out of it because to me there's not going to be a lot of things that can take us out of the Roman Reigns storyline, even if they lose, it's like they have been making this last couple of years so palpable, palpable that it's like without that there, it's it's going to be weird. 
So you have to have something that like actually like, you know, can bring the mainstream audience back into it. And if it's Randy Orton returning with no Matt Riddle and he fucks over his old buddy from Legacy just to say like, all right, you won the title, but guess what, bitch? You got to deal with me. I thought I, I, I feel like that could be a lot of fun. That's what's so great about this story. There's so many people that you could get involved and come out and have like so many other storylines. Because you could bring back Randy Orton. I think that's a great idea. You could introduce Jay White, right? Like that'd be cool. You could have fucking Seth Rollins come out like he's going to make a save against Cody and just murder him. Like (laughs) there's so much stuff that you could do. And it's all based around how well they've booked Roman. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm torn on who's going to win. I think Cody might win. And I'm going to go with bold prediction. Cody wins. And Jay White shows up if he doesn't show up at this Ring of Honor show. I don't know what it's going to mean. Could mean Bullet Club versus Bloodline versus Cody and Kevin and Sammy. Uh, but either way, I think it'll be pretty cool. This is going to be an awesome match. And uh Probably one hell of an end to Mania. The only thing that gives me hesitation is they've they've built this up as the send the home fans the fans home happy match. So it could just be Cody wins and that's it. And I'm okay with that as well. But uh, if anyone needs time off, it's Roman. Give that man a break. He's been carrying this company on his back for the past two years. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. Roman, if he wants time off complete deserves it i don't care if he has like you know he's not been on every fucking raw sorry you don't have to be when you get to a certain level um that's not the point you are the main event you're the main attraction so it actually goes towards what the fuck they need of you so but uh yeah roman's not been on every raw but he's been doing fucking house shows yeah, dude, uh, Roman's awesome. Roman's Roman's fucking great. That whole entire Goodfellas fucking parody that they did was so well earned because I was looking forward to it and it was fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'm looking forward to so much of the different matches we're gonna get this weekend. Um, I was actually like while watching this, very happy with the uh, impact. And uh, New Japan um, joint show. And we have Ring of Honor tonight. We have SmackDown tonight. And we're going to have Cody and Roman Reigns speaking tonight. There's so much stuff to talk about, guys. It's going to be an awesome weekend. And we're really happy to do this with you. And, uh, you know, get out a preview episode way sooner than we normally do. So, Chris, say goodbye to all lovely people out there. And let's, uh, you know, get into our weekend, man. <laughs> Sounds great, man. Uh, goodbye, all the lovely people out there. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, it's at Chris R. Patton. On Facebook, Christopher.R.Patton. Same on Instagram. Uh, go Devils. If you guys like hockey, Skate Throats will be coming back here at the beginning of April when the playoffs start. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, everyone have a great WrestleMania weekend. Enjoy the shit out of all the wrestling. 
And if you're a Ring of Honor fan, enjoy that show. But uh, just keep watching wrestling and keep tuning in. Da 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 da. WrestleMania. You guys follow me at Danals42 on Twitter, uh, Danals on either Instagram or Facebook. Message me. Let's talk about wrestling. You guys enjoy your wonderful WrestleMania weekend. Come back and listen to us next week for our reactions of what happened, but enjoy our predictions. And uh, yeah, you guys enjoy wrestling. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to listen to us every week, we are on almost every downloadable platform. Uh, just search Wrestling Geeks Alliance in Google. We're on, you know, Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. All of your major downloadable platforms. Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Subscribe. Give it a five-star rating. Thank you guys so much. Let the Wrestling Geeks Alliance be with you. And as always, peace off.